0: Hello everybody and welcome to another Out of the Rough. I'm Lenny and we have Sean with us here today. Sean, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, man. Good to talk to you. Can't wait to get into this week.
0: Yes, we have a big week with the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. And then we also have the Barracuda Championship, which we'll get a little bit into in our one and dones. But we're going to mainly focus on the WGC event this week. Coming off a nice uh, Olympic weekend, I saw Xander Schauffele get a nice win and then seven-man playoff for the bronze medal, which C.T. Pan got. And I guess we can't forget Rory Sabatini representing the nation that he loves, the home nation of Slovakia that he has been a uh, citizen of for about two years now. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's good to see Slovakia get a medal. Rory Sabatini having a great round on Saturday night for us, Sunday for him. So what, 10 under. Um, kind of thought maybe we'd see a playoff for a gold and a bronze. But as somebody with an outright bet on Xander, I'm very happy to uh, see him get the win. Um, make me uh, some money this past weekend. Um, Sean, you have anything about the Olympics you want to add? Anything you want to talk about, discuss from our past week?
1: I uh, I think it's really interesting with the Olympics. Obviously, with the different types of medals and placings, you don't really see what happened in this past weekend in other golf tournaments because you have one winner and then everyone else just gets paid a number of dollars. Um, but there's a medal and placings and in, in, at hold, uh, and to see seven guys go after a playoff was interesting, and then to just to see how it was done, you know, like, would you rather be the guy like a Rory in the, in the last group of the first hole, you know, and, and know what those guys shot in front of you, knowing that you have to hit a birdie um, if to tie it if you need to move on or, you know, you have to hit a par um, or would you want to be the guys in the first and try to set a pace and hope that, you know, your par is good enough, which obviously that you saw the first playoff hole uh, that that par was the score that everyone kind of came yeah. in at that moved on. but. You know, it's just an, like it's a different mindset. And you're, yeah, a yeah, whole you're, new you're,
0: almost strategy to the game.
1: Yeah, like you, how do you want to play yeah, because you've sure. got the couple guys behind you that are going to be playing it right after you and might get an advantage to see how you're playing it too. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of different pieces to it, but I, I did like I do like the idea of the Olympics having golf. I would be interested to see if the Olympics did move something into more of like a team space. You know maybe like a couple, a couple guys, like an alternate shot. You see, like volleyball with, with uh, like the beach volleyball, you have a couple American teams in each side of the bracket, so you know, or a couple teams from each nation, so you could have you know, a two on two tournament or see like something along those lines. Um, that
0: is, w- I was thinking almost like the college golf style where it's like a team event, um. And- you know you have everyone playing as an individual though combined score it'd be tough because some of the smaller nations don't have a lot of you know big-time golfers and i think it would definitely give way too much of an advantage to you know like the united states uh, great britain uh, countries where golf is more prominent more popular Uh, so i mean i guess you could instead of like six golfers maybe drop it down to like two or four whatever uh, where you're also playing as an individual and for an individual medal but you're playing as a team and a combined score I don't know but I kind of cutting you off and going on a little story of my own here but I would like just something different than a stroke play I'm not going to complain because I thought it was a pretty good tournament um I personally wish the course would have been a little bit more difficult I would have liked to see more of like the an open or, uh, you know, the U.S. Open PGA Championship difficulty courses, where you see some guys struggling a little bit more. Um, I saw Carlos Ortiz on Saturday night, Sunday, where he played with uh, Sabatini and uh, CT Pan. They both went like 10 under and 7 under, and he meanwhile shot seven over, so that had to be a rough round for him. But, i mean good tournament i just wish we could see something a little bit different than we would see every week because it kind of i don't know it takes part of the whole playing for your country playing as a team aspect out of it a little bit if you're still obviously getting medals for your country but i don't know i just mix it up a little bit i think
1: yeah could be i, I think know. i think you're onto something too i mean You know, you you could do it kind of like you said, but it would be an unfair advantage for some of those countries. But at the same time, too, you know, there are some people that just come out of the blue sometimes with the Olympics. So, um, you know, it could be a good advantage for some people, too.
0: Yeah. Anyways, we'll go ahead and move on here to our WGC event. Enough of our Olympics talk and, I don't know, rant discussion, whatever you want to call it. But this week... (laughs) We have the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational, um, probably the second longest name in golf. We're playing um, a TPC in Southwind, Memphis, Tennessee. It's a par 70, 7,200 yards. Uh, Bermuda Greens, it's something I guess we see fairly common with kind of this course design, but it it kind of is. I think more shape to the ball strikers because we have quite a few hazards. I think there's like 10 water hazards, somewhere around 100, um, like sand bunkers. So you will have to avoid them. Smaller greens, smaller fairways, where if you can hit it long, hit it straight, just get it on the green. I think you'll have a very big advantage here. Uh, I'm not too worried about... Putting it all just because it's the smaller greens. So if you're missing the greens, you're gonna have to get up and down. Where your around the green game is gonna matter. I think more than your putting is. Where yeah, as long as your wedge game is good, you'll you'll still be able to score, get your get your pars, scramble. Um, but I think in order to really go low, have a good shot at this, you're just gonna have to be a good ball striker, long and straight off the tee. And always hitting your approaches on the greens to give you a putt at birdie, which kind of sounds stupid because that plays at every course out there. If you're long straight off tee, hit the greens, make putts, right? That's how everyone wins a tournament. But I think it's a little bit more important this week than some of our other weeks that we see. And Sean, do you have anything to add?
1: Not too much about the course itself, as always. I'd like to keep that as my uh, my telling point to the, the podcast <laughs> here. Um, but I do think it's interesting when you come up to the courses that do have a seventy par. You know, I, you know, you you look at the courses that have seventy two, which is like I think would be the the like the average that you would be there for the course. And I think it's two strokes. But you know, it is a different mindset when you're going out there that you. You are trying to shoot a little bit lower because the course is set up to be that way obviously the two stroke difference but i wonder if you're going to see anybody go real low like you know 59 or 60 something that's like a really impressive number or are we going to not see that many people shoot low because of the way that the course is set up and it might be a little bit difficult to try to get some of those numbers so it's it's kind of cool when you come to a course like this there's not i don't know how many out of the tour that they go to that are a 70 par but um, I don't think it's that often. There's a, so uh,
0: There's a decent few, but like you said, we typically see 71 and um, I know they converted two of the par fives. It would make it a 72 into a par four. So they're going to be just long par fours, um, which is something to take into consideration a little bit. There are a few longer holes. The par threes are all a variety of lengths going from like 160 to 240. Um, so you could see some guys taking some woods off the tee box on some par threes, which is kind of throws something into the mix, makes it a little interesting. And looking at some of the previous winners though, here we have JT, Brooks Kepka, Those are the WGC events. And then before that, when it was a regular tour event, DJ and then Daniel Berger back to back years, so some big names on the list that have won here. Uh, kind of like what we see at a lot of WGC events, a lot of big name winners. Um, not too many guys making runs from the bottom to win these you know, no-cut events. There's 40 of the top, or 48, excuse me, of the top 50 players in the world here playing. Rom, like you said a few weeks ago after the US Open win, he was gonna take this week off regardless. Um, Prepare himself for the tour championship run coming up, and then Christian Bazin. How it's also out, I think he's out of exemptions to play, so I don't think we're going to be seeing him for the rest of the year. Which coming soon, we're going to be seeing the same from Will Zalatoris, unless he gets a win this week or next week, so it'll make things a little bit interesting there as well. Anyways, moving on, kind of get into our player rankings. Unless you have anything else you'd like to add, Sean.
1: Now we can get right into this thing.
0: All right. So we have quite a few guys, I guess we can say, above the 10K range this week. A lot of big names, as always. Morikawa starts us off at 11K. The Open champion of the world. We have Alexander Victor Chauflay our olympic winner at 10.8 so two big winners two recent winners starting at the top and then we kind of have those dogs that we see all the time brooks kepka jordan speith dustin johnson rory McIlroy, rounding out bottom of the 10k range so sean who we like in here
1: i uh i have rory on my list this week um I am going with him, he, like you said, he's at 10,000, uh, 15 for 19 in terms of cuts and seven top 10s. Um, if you've listened to us for a little while, you know I'm kind of I'm a, a fanboy of, of Rory, if you will, in, in ways. Um, but I think this year has been kind of spotty for him in, in terms of how he would play. He's been hot and cold and deep ends of pools, quite literally. Um, and so it would it would be... He's kind of like a little risk play. That's why he's at the 10,000 range. But I do think that there's a either a mindset difference, maybe it was just because it was a, a, the Olympics, but I, I feel like kind of leading up into this, he's been playing some better golf th- in the recent past than sometimes in the earlier year. And I think with the two guys that you mentioned at the top, I don't know if their popularity is going to go through the roof or not because they did both just come off of wins or if – They're going to be able to pull it off themselves because they just came off of wins and they're both coming back from the olympics and and all the jet lag and everything too so i might just try to stay away from those guys for those two reasons myself but i think that they're great plays in terms of anything else they're worth the money Uh, but for me rory is is who i'm heading with what about you
0: yeah so for me i'm going with brooks i mean just looking at his results lately it's it's unbelievable t6 t5 t4 the missed cut at the palmetto which i'll excuse because i'm pretty sure he didn't want to be there he had no plans on playing on the weekend the way it looked like he was his mindset and then a t2 so not counting the palmetto he's had four results in the top six when you're looking at his results specifically at this course. I mean, he's got a T2, a first, and then a 30-37, but the two before that, is second and third. So four out of six, he's been in the top three. It's just, he has a really good course history. He, like we know, he, the big events he shows up. He's been playing great. Off the tee and approach, he's gained in four straight, and his approach game has been unbelievable lately. I just... Like I said at the start, the the people who are going to be great ball strikers, I think, are going to succeed more than you know any kind of other skill set. This week, Brooks just fits kind of the mold of what I'm looking for perfectly. So I just have to play him at ten six.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I
0: also I don't know if you you weighing this into any of your decisions on any of your guys, but going through kind of with the jet lag the time changes of going from japan back over to i guess central time in memphis you know back to the united states if you're considering any of that travel the changes in schedules to your lineup but brooks is someone who you know he's had a, a week off didn't travel i think you know when you're looking at morikawa Xander. at I guess Rory at the top there as well. He at least doesn't have that. I don't. I don't know how much that's going to play into it, but I just feel a little bit more comfortable not necessarily picking those guys for that reason.
1: No, that that does make sense. I I do think that, like I've said in the first two guys, like I, I think it kind of makes a play, but I also think it depends on who the person is a little bit. Um, and I will get to that in a few when I talk about Ooh. that with another guy.
0: All right. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Well, with, that, <laughs> with that, we'll move on to the 9K range. Well,
1: it's not um, this range, so wow. um don't, don't think I'm getting to it that Very
0: quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Before fun. we get into this, though, I'll just say we have JT, Hovland, Louis and Bryson, who seems to be playing, seems to be back. Uh, Hideki, Cantlay, Berger, Scotty Scheffler, Paul Casey. So, still a lot of really big names, a lot of great players uh, within this range here.
1: Is it? Uh, am I good to go now? I didn't. Know. Yeah, you're you good to go. Else. I just kind of wanted to it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. I just wanted to give you a hard time. Uh, but for the uh, 9K range, I'm going to go with the guy listed at 9-6 here. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, he's only missed one cut of the year. So I feel like, you know, I hope I don't give him the Zach Johnson curse that I believe Nate or one of us gave him earlier in the year when he didn't miss a cut and we kept mentioning it and then he missed a cut. Um, and then, yeah,
0: Zach Johnson and Joaquin Neiman, I'm pretty sure, and John Rahm, I think all right around the same time we mentioned how they... Zach Johnson had the longest made cut streak. He missed the cut shortly afterwards. Mentioned it with Rom. I think he missed the cut that week, and then Neiman the same thing. So we've kind of been just killing guys with the with the cut streaks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we're commentators here, you know, giving everybody <laughs> the curse. Um, but so hopefully, hopefully Louis uh, can can be the one that doesn't get stuck on Madden next year um, and yeah. avoid that curse himself. But I don't really know if I have to go too far into the resume of Louis this year because there's a lot of single-digit numbers in terms of where he placed in tournaments. I mean, I, I there there's so many second places. I think there's four of them. There's three of them just looking at it here. Uh, a third, an eighth, a sixth, an eighteenth. I mean, I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but there I did it for you. So I I know it's it like this. I think this guy's just electric, and I think he could probably be in that 10k range. Um, based off of the way he's been playing this year and how, how the golf has been working for him. But luckily, I think, you know, for me at least, that he fits in in the numbers-wise. Being at 9'6", uh, he just struck my eye, and that's who I'm going to stick with.
0: I think last year he had a top 10 here as well. But yeah, I Even can't, better. Really, I can't <laughs> really argue about Louis's play as of late, but he has been playing a great golf. Um, it, some of the, I don't know, this is still a fairly difficult course. It's not necessarily a super easy one, kind of middle of the road. But at some of the easier courses, Louie worries me a little bit just because I don't think he, he has a lot of – he, he's more of the the management guy um, where he, he doesn't necessarily go super low a lot, but he's always kind of around. He's always there just racking up those T2s and T3s this year. So I can't really knock a Louie pick. Um, and he's a great ball shaker. I like Louie. Getting on the mind, I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler. Um, another guy, just like Kepko and Louie, who's been playing great golf lately. He's finished top 12 in five of his last seven. Same thing with Brooks. Gaining off the TN approach in the last four. He's... Been, I mean, he's great with the driver. He leads the tour in total driving, which I know is kind of a made-up stat where they just take they give you a ranking on your distance and accuracy, and, and combine it into one. But I think in in some scenarios that that can be a very good stat. Um, I think that's a very good stat for uh, like a U.S. Open. It's something that I kind of relied heavily on where being long and accurate off the tee is huge and I think uh, a course like this with the narrow fairways it's going to play important um, which is going to somewhat give Scheffler an advantage But like I said regardless he's really good off the tee um, I, I just think he's at 9-1 he's at the bottom of this range he he plays well in all of the majors um, I mean he's just been racking up like top 15 finishes and big events so I feel confident that he can be there come Sunday and at least have a chance to, to make a run or get his name up there high on the leaderboard. Move into the 8K range now, starting with Tony Feen out 8-9. We go down. We got Fitzpatrick, Reed, Lowry, Webb, Neiman, Anser, Smith, Connors, and Fleetwood. So still, I mean, it's a WGC event. It's like a major field. Some great names down here in the 8K range. Any of them you feel comfortable playing, Sean?
1: This is that sneak peek I was giving you. Um, All right. I, uh, I do think that Patrick Reed uh, this week will play a little bit better than the rest of those guys that are coming back from the Olympics, I should say, is, is those guys is what I'm talking about, not the rest of the people in the 8K range. But... um I do think that him listed at 8-7 uh, with, with some of the ways that he's been playing, he's only missed five five cuts. He has six top tens. Um, so, again, kind of like Louis in a sense in terms of those top tens statistics, um, maybe not falling into the same spots as Louis has been, but still still six top tens in a year is pretty good for, uh, for a resume there. But I do think the way that he – I don't think you can grade the Olympic performance on – anything for this week. Uh, if anything, I, I think it fuels a guy like that. You know, he anytime that he puts on the red, white and blue and puts on the, like the, the colors, whether it's Riders Cup, Pre- President's Cup, like it. He shows up in different ways and wants to show up in different ways. And I think when he got the call to go to the Olympics, you obviously see how much that meant to him, took it and went just the day before he got there. So you know, you have to understand the other guys have been there kind of playing the course a little bit. You saw the high numbers in terms of the scores that they posted. You know, would he would he have had a better score if he had a couple of days different? I don't know. Um, but I think that fuels him to get back on the U.S. soil, know that he could have done better and really want to prove to himself that he can do it. Um, I'm hoping he hears this podcast because that's a hell of a pep talk, Patrick. So um hopefully it works out for him but i'm gonna i'm hoping that 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 scenario that you mentioned earlier specifically of the lag and everything of kind of like the doubt in the mind of that kind of fuels him and 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 pushes him forward this week so patrick reed at eight seven is who i'm heading with
0: i i can buy that um i just went and looked up back in 2016 results now the olympics were played in brazil or in rio right so it's a little bit different of a travel. Time changes't as much, but he played was that the like five straight weeks after he played in the Olympics last time, while also playing the two straight weeks before that. And he finished t twenty two a first and a fifth, and then a thirteenth after that. so he he did ride the Olympics last time in some great form. He was also in really good form going into it. Uh, we'll see if it happens this year for him for me my guy I the 8k range gives me a lot of worry because of that I'm going Corey Connors I know I played him last week didn't have a fantastic result at the Olympics he finished 13th which I guess is fine this field is going to be much tougher however like I had said He was in the worst iron form of his career, Uh, lost significant strokes with irons three straight weeks. He's now gained back-to-back events. Uh, Iron game is getting hot again. It's like we know, like, he's just so good. Kind of, like, more Kyle a little bit. Obviously not to that level. But with their approach game, when, when they get going, like, they're going to be there regardless kind of what they do with the rest of their game because it, you know, they're hitting every single green. Uh, They just got to hope like Morikawa at the open, you just get hot with the putter. Like that's all it takes for someone like Corey Connors to win when the iron game's going, he's playing solid off the tee, just make putts and he has a chance to win. Uh, So at eight one, I'm going with Corey Connors. Kind of just fits what I'm looking for, kind of in that same old Kefka and Scotty Scheffler. We'll move on to the 7K range. Before you get into your guy, one interesting name I had mentioned at the start, Will Zalatoris at 7'9". Seems to be back, seems to be healthy, I'm assuming, after the back injury at the Open Championship. Um, but he needs a win. If he doesn't get a win this week, he absolutely has to play in the Wyndham next week or else he's not qualifying for the Tour Championship. I don't know if you picked him. I don't know who your guy is in the this range right now, but I, it's just something that I want to throw out there, a storyline, a motivational factor, whatever you want to call it, um, to consider here. But anyway, Sean, who do you have?
1: Well, I, I do think that if if Nate was here today, that Nate would probably pick his guy, Will Zalatoris, this week. So um, I, I think it is a good storyline for, for our podcast in terms of him being mentioned a few times. And uh, and it's good to know because even if you don't put anything on him in terms of the uh, fantasy lineups that you set, uh, you, know, you could put a few dollars here or there just to ride it and see if he places it and uh, gets the win. Um, or you know, do, you know, places high because you you know he wants to get to that point. But I'm not going to go with him this week. Uh, hopefully, he does do well, and he can see that because I think having youth in the golf is very good. And and he is kind of that next. Uh, you saw that with the major, or with the Masters, uh, how he how he finished there. So he's kind of like that next talk of the town, or that next guy coming up. Um, so it would be kind of cool to see him back or consistently playing in the PGA and not having to worry about where he's gonna to have to play or how he's gonna schedule it. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Mark Leishman. I think a couple of the guys earlier in my lineup were a little higher or the price ranges that I liked were a little bit higher. So in order to make those work, uh, I do have to kind of fly in, into different sections. And this is kind of the game you play when you pick some of the guys that are higher up. Uh, but Mark Leishman's in at seven one. So he hits that value slide. He's only missed six cuts, which for a seven one value, it's only you know, 200, not more than the than the fish in the barrel be, uh, range that we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, that's not too bad. Three top tens, and it, not in terms of any sort of thing with, like, travel. And, and, you know, he was just at the Olympics, so he could he could fall into that bucket of guys that have the jet lag or, or aren't able to get through it. But I, I do think whenever he plays in a team event, you saw him play with Cameron Smith at what – I forget what golf course or an event that was at when they did the team play. I'm sure you're going to remind me at some point, but
0: Zerk, yeah, Zerk classic. You.
1: Yep, that's why you guys know the stats. I'm just here to talk. <laughs> um, but they, when when they play together, they play pretty well, and then you could see them kind of get fired up a little bit to see, you know, to with the team event kind of and, and being able to play. It's always good to be with a fellow countryman when you're not always in that country and kind of remind you of home stuff. So maybe that's a little momentum that will come into play this week. I'm hoping at least I speak that into existence. Um, so, I'm I'm just gonna say uh, Leishman at seven one and and leave it with that.
0: Uh, the Zurich Classic finished uh, in the playoff with the guy Louis Oosthuizen putting one into the water. I think maybe it wasn't was it a playoff or it was yeah it was the playoff. He put it into the water off the tee, help uh, assist him with the win. Um, Uh, It'd be a great week for you if we could have a repeat of the Zurich Classic with those two up top. Yeah, but not him
1: putting it in the water. Why would you say that? I mean,
0: (laughs) if he puts it in the water, you're still, if it's a replay, they're in the playoff. You're still getting the first and second place finish as long as no one else is in the playoff. You can be happy about that. Either way, you're going to have a winner.
1: Let's Continue. Think positive.
0: On. Let's think positive about this.
1: Continue on. <laughs>
0: as long as it's not a seven-man playoff, and then he puts it into the water, and then Leishman like shoves one into the face of a bunker. Anyways, continuing. My guy is uh, Sergio Garcia here at seven three. I'm just sticking to the mold. All right, go with the ball strikers. Unbelievable golf from him at the three M Open. He probably would have had a very good chance to win it if uh, he found his putter and was able to use it instead of missing every putt that he had like he would had some of the best ball striking numbers on tour that day like he was unbelievable just couldn't hit a putt and it's similar to my guy Corey connors like i picked if these guys can just hit their putts like they are going to be there be in contention so i'm going with sergio just sticking with my ball strikers. He's at seven three, so he's kind of towards the bottom end of this range. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm just kind of sticking to my guns here, playing my ball strikers and hoping we get hot with the putter. So moving into the guys under 7K, we're picking scrubs, as you like to call them, even though uh, we have major winner Phil Mickelson down here uh, and some big names um but in a wgc event with what did i say 48 of the top 50 guys on tour well in the world playing this like you still have some big names down here but the the weight at the top is so heavy that you know these guys do get kind of minnowed as we're shooting our fish anyway <laughs> sean what are you picking?
1: i said fish in a barrel just so we're clear yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. No, I, okay. I had to. Uh, you make jokes. I make jokes.
1: <laughs> it's fair. Fair play. I'll stay. <laughs> I'll stay in the kitchen. I can stay. I can. No, I'm not gonna make another dad joke. It's fine. But I am gonna go with the guy you just said, um, which I don't think he is a fish in a barrel. I think he's kind of lucky to to be priced this way for people like us. Um, but at six six, Phil Mickelson, I think, is somebody that can. He's he's hot and cold. He's either going to go out there and, and, and place well for you or he's going to not do so hot. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see which, which one he shows up. But I do think, um, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the Twitter stuff back and forth, but, you know, he always likes to get in there and jab a little bit with some of the players. And he complimented Xander on the gold medal and told Xander to use the gold medal as a ball marker next time. Um, and so Xander, Xander, of course, made a joke back to him and and said he had to wear a pair of sunglasses because uh, the shine off of it. So I think, you know, Phil's trying to find his youth. And uh, and of course, his response back was, was something about the Wanamaker trophy shines pretty good, too. So he, he is still Phil Nicholson. So I don't think there's no matter the price and no matter how the uh, positions that he came in the previous tournaments, I I do think that you can always put your money on Phil. He's going to put his money on him, so.
0: I I think he only congratulated him because he knew eventually at some point in in the conversation he was going to get to mention that he won a major tournament this year again. Uh, Oh, yeah. But like you said, I mean, he's a guy who's done it. He's done it recently, done it this year at the PGA Championship. He was on a pretty solid streak of golf. The approach game was very solid. Um, he's kind of lost it a little bit, which is why he's down here in this range. For me, I'm also picking a guy at that same price at 6'6". Six, six. That's Bobby McIntyre. I mean, he hasn't really done it on the PGA Tour this year. He's only got one top 10 in America this season. But like we've mentioned before on the pod, when you're kind of picking at this range the difference in between guys isn't that much so i like to kind of try to find a specialty and pick guys that have a very i don't know special set of skills like leo nason and you know it's kind of like johnny vegas the other week you know off the tee is going to be fantastic kind of similar with bobby mcintyre where they have that one set skill they just have to get hot with some of the other stuff you know he he does decent with the irons he might have a chance to make it run that's kind of where i'm at with him um but like i said he he's long off the tee pretty good off the tee his iron game isn't great but he's solid with the wedges so i if he if he's missing the greens how we said they're smaller greens he at least has a chance to scramble get up and down you know he's not Jordan Spieth around the greens but but he can hold up his own um but at six six Folly McIntyre is kind of my guy here we'll move on we have the one and done this week Sean is a keeper the one and done do you want to intro it for us play the drop
1: the the drop, yeah. I'll get the DJ set up here going in a minute. Um, I will get you the totals here in a second. The the spreadsheet that I have just went down, um, so let me pull that back up. I th- and I wasn't. I honestly thought you were going to go with the other one, but however, uh, it did come back up. So um, just overall standings, uh, quick rounding. Two. I'm in first with four point six. Uh, Nate is in second with two point eight. And Lenny is in third with two point seven. Now there is rounding in those numbers, so um, but still it's that that close for second place. Um, but the uh, last event was the three M, and in that order that we finished, uh, Nate was first, I was second, and Lenny was third. So this week for both the WGC St Jude and Barracuda, uh, Lenny is going first. I'll go second, and then Nate will, who is not here, who gave us his picks. Uh, will be third, uh, which I'll say though. So Lenny, who are you going to take in both the WGC and the Barracuda?
0: For the WGC, there are some names that I really wish that I still had available to me. However, I kind of, I have to play DJ. I don't have to play DJ, but I'm going to pick DJ for it. I really wish I had saved Brooks for this. However, Brooks did me well at the Open, so I can't complain. For the Barracuda, we have a two event week this week i'll mention a little bit here it's a modified stableford event playing out in california um there's still quite a few decent big names in the tournament but maybe the biggest name mito Pereira. my guy. i've been riding him for a while here it just it, I, I couldn't not pick him had a great showing at the Olympics. Two events before that, top six finishes. I mean, I'm telling you, Mito is going to be a player on the PGA Tour.
1: So my picks: DJ and Mito. Those aren't bad. Sorry, I uh, another technical difficulty on my end. But that's all. That's all good. Um, so after you pick Dustin. And, uh, Mito, I'm going to go with uh, Louis Oosthuizen for the WGC and uh, Maverick McNeely for the Barracuda. Um, hopefully those guys end up in the top one for me. Uh, like you said earlier, hoping that both of fine us would it uh, well, <laughs> It's not Well, it's only fine if they finish higher than yours. Um, but I guess I could take a few weeks off and maybe be okay. Um,
0: uh, you pro- honestly, you probably could. Uh, well, let's be honest. You you have about a two million lead on us.
1: Then I didn't even make, I, then, then forget I made picks this week on that confident. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't forget that. Uh, but yeah, so Louis and Mav Mc uh, Mav McNeely are going to be my two guys, uh, respectfully in those tournaments. And then uh, Brooks Kepka is going to be Nate's for the WGC. So he did end up saving Brooks like you would have hoped that you could have. Uh, and then Thomas Peters is going to be his choice for the Barracuda um so we will report back next week uh, on the one and done for those two and and we'll tally up the totals but that will leave us only three more weeks after that to uh, to see so keep in keep in uh, close contact with us to find out who breaks that tie with Lenny and Nate but uh, i believe there's one more category you've got to fulfill my sir
0: yeah the strokes gain ptc we are uh taken a, a week off of that through the small field events no one no one seemed deserving of it and I think it's kind of a wash I don't want to just throw that around and just give it to guys willy nilly um, it's,
1: it's a prestige thing you know
0: yeah it you know just to to honor the true true strokes gained approach that we have uh, it just wouldn't make sense to to bestow that on someone. So it's taken a week off this week. Uh, We'll see you back at the Wyndham next week though. And with that guys, that is our WGC and Barracuda a little bit there. um, Preview, hopefully we uh, we get another winner this week as we saw with Xander at the Olympics. But make sure you follow us on all of our social media out of the rough WK i and Sean. Take care.